Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the pod show. Yes, we are sponsored by Mert, M-E-R-T, and his case of Genesee Cream Ale. On this show, we're going to field a very interesting question. This one came in either from Stinky Stevie or Blue Devil Tony, maybe uh, Nick. Uh, could have been Batesy, maybe. Who knows who it was? I forgot. Anyways, who, what it is is the Grateful Dead versus Pink Floyd. We have from Boney, I believe, uh, believe it is Batman versus Superman. Then we have Spider-Man versus Captain America. And then finally, a fun fact about Welsh people and lawn darts. So, I hope you enjoy the show because here we come. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our fourth show. I'm very, 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 very excited to have you here for us. Um, we have some great questions that came in. That could have This one could have came from uh, Stinky Stevie Grenville, or it could have came in from Tony Blue Devil. It could have been Matt. It could have been Nick. It could have been Batesy. It could have been Wolfie. It could have came from a whole slew of guys, and I just don't remember who or what or when. But... This question is Pink Floyd versus the Grateful Dead. And for me, this is a very, very, very hard one to come up with a real good answer for. Because I guess, you know, I mean, what do I have to be shrooming? Do I have to be taking acid to really give the best answer on this? Um, no, I'm going to have to give you my best shot being 100% completely sober here uh, this afternoon. Anyways, though. Let me say this. I was very lucky in my youth. I got to see both bands. I saw uh, 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 Pink Floyd in the Carrier Dome in my youth. And then I was probably around 19 maybe or so. And then I saw the Grateful Dead out in Buffalo when I was 20, maybe 21. I can't remember. I think I was 20. I don't think I was old enough to drink. Either way, I saw both of them. So we're talking about psychedelic bands, one from the United States and one from across the pond. And with that saying being across the pond, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, they definitely, definitely had some great stuff. The Grateful Dead, same as well, being from, I believe, the San Francisco area. And they were equally as good in my mind in regards to what they were doing. Now, which one do I personally like better? There's no way to win or lose. Every, some, half of you are going to like the answer. The other half will not like the answer. But anyways, I'm going to tell you I like Pink Floyd better. Uh, and the reason for this is that from my side of it is I think they're better mus uh, musicians. David Gilmore is a great guitarist. I mean, he's probably got to be the top five that ever walked the face of the planet. And uh, he's just absolutely amazing. And Pink Floyd's, their, their psychedelic stuff, I think, was a little bit more creative. And why I'll say that is because when you get into the, the Grateful Dead and some of the stuff that the Grateful Dead did, it was it's amazing, it's awesome, it's great. Don't get me wrong, they can jam and they can jam for absolutely ever 
But a lot of the Grateful Dead stuff, though, is also a lot of folk music. A lot of folk music, things of that nature, that has been heard. It wasn't original. They just did covers of. So that's just it. Pink Floyd, though, is is completely more original. I think they're much more talented. And I don't know. It's 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 just so hard to say. Now, and I will say this, though, when this question came up, it really, really had to go way back in my mind to even answer it. When I hear the dead on the radio and Pink Floyd on the day, I might have a fond memory or two, but I actually don't even think think too much about, about that I was at these things way back when. Uh, I guess I'm getting older. There's just so much lost in the back of the cowwebs of my mind. But Pink Floyd... That show was absolutely amazing. Um, in the Carrier Dome, uh, maybe 87, 80 or so, I think. Yeah, maybe 87 it had been. Um, they basically, um, I mean, they had um, the Red Baron flying across the sky, blowing up in the back. They had pink pigs when Comfortably Numb was you know, blown up, floating all around the dang place. They, when they played Comfortably Numb, there was the most gigantic, like, disco ball coming down from the sky, and it lit up and started spitting, and then as David Gilmour was jamming, it opened up. It was just absolutely amazing. Now, when you get into the Grateful Dead going to there, holy smokes, I guess, that was an experience. That was an absolute experience. So much, uh, I guess, people, uh, I, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, if you're a people watcher, it's definitely experience, but, um, People were so friendly and open and giving people food, selling food, you know, that they were making homemade right there on the spot. There was all sorts. I never saw so many tie-dyes in my life. Uh, all sorts of weirdness. The experience was absolutely wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Um, a lot of people doing their own thing when they're dancing. It was uh, when they were jamming out and dancing, and it, it, it was just <laughs> a whole nother experience. And I'll leave that at that. Um, one thing, though, I want to say this is quite funny. My dad used to be an opera singer. I'll probably say he still is if he wanted to be. Um, but he also used to play in a folk band. And when I was in college one time, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, how do we go from... Um, going somewhere with them they were asked me if i was a bartender and so i worked at night but they asked me if i wanted to go to vermont to do some antique hunting with them so i was like sure yeah no problem so i jumped into the sob but i brought four tapes with me because one i didn't want to listen to any opera music or classical music and i know they didn't want to listen to me throwing any you know hair band you know rock heavy metal type stuff in so i brought like three or maybe four grateful dead tapes with me uh, we stuck them into the, the 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 tape player there, and holy cross, um, my dad, you know, he, he knew every single song, and I've never heard him listen to the Grateful Dead in my life. He just knew them all because a lot of them were both tapes and stuff like that. But yeah, um, love them both. Love them both. They're great. I just think that uh, David Gilmour is, is an animal, man. That guy just can rock and rock and rock, and that's what I'm going to do my basis of it on there. So, as we roll out of that one, we're going to move into our next question. As we can hear, some comfortably numb in the background. Um, Batman versus Superman. And this, once again, comes from our, our fun-loving Welsh friend, uh, Tony Blue Devil. Batman versus Superman. For me, I have to go with Superman. And the reason for that is, you know, they made 
Batman. Absolutely, absolutely kind of too dark in my mind over the years. And they kind of lost a lot of interest. People want to go be entertained, be happy, want to go see all sorts of stuff and things of that nature that uh, make them come out feeling a little bit better. And all the Batman movies and programs like that, I guess I'd want to say, is that they never really did that. They never really came up with a way or a plan to, to make it a complete happy ending. So with it not being a complete happy ending and some of these other things, they were just too dark. It became too dark, no matter how you want to disguise it. And Superman, though, you know, they had him too much of a goody two-shoes guy, and then they tried to make him a little bit more tough. And that didn't necessarily work out either. So then all of a sudden you threw Batman and you're going to fight Superman. That's not even a contest. I mean, you got to remember Batman's supposed to be a regular human being and Superman's an alien technically from another planet. And he's got all sorts of superpowers. And so, I mean, what were these guys thinking? These guys, these guys just weren't thinking in my mind. So putting that together, the franchise of DC was has struggling and... I guess when you have over 3,000 comics, you can say this. DC needs to change their things. They go, like, uh, Metropolis is, in my mind, it's well, it's New York City, but they don't call it New York City. They call it Metropolis. You need to get your fan base back with places people know, not make-believe stuff. So that's their biggest problem. So I'm, though, going with Superman. I mean, he's, he's much more cool than Batman. I'm sorry. Then when you get into Captain America versus Spider-Man, this is a better question for me because I'm more of a Marvel person than I ever was a DC person. And I have over 3,000 comic books, as I just mentioned, hidden in uh, my, well, they used to be in my parents' house. They're down here now. When I came down to North Carolina over the years, my parents once showed up in a in their vehicle with a rider truck U-Haul thing attached to the back of it. And inside of it was all my comic books, so I have them. And they just wanted to get them out of their house because I was uh, an adult. I was all married and this and that. So I have them hidden here in my house. And uh, my boys don't even know about their existence. I'll break them in sooner or later to them to let them know that they're around. But they're at the age where they just destroy them. So with that being said, though, Spider-Man versus Captain America. Spider-Man, when I was younger, you know, growing up as a kid and even into young adulthood, I have tons of that stuff. And Captain America. Captain America is your ultimate hero in that sense. He's a great guy. Everybody loves him. Uh, doing the right things for America or trying to do the right things for America. But Spider-Man, he was someone that you could grow up with because he was younger in school and in college and all these other types of things. And he was much more relatable as a person because um, no one knows where he is, living in a normal home, all sorts of going through regular everyday life that people could relate to. And plus, these both these characters, for that instance, you know, they, um, they were in real cities. They weren't in Metropolis. They were in New York City. They were in Queens. They are here. They are there. They're just everybody, wherever they travel to, you can relate to those locations. But for me, love them both. I lean towards Spider-Man, and I probably always will, just because I got two, two, two memories from going back to that. So, and then last but not least, we have a fun fact for you. And the fun fact is in regards to Welsh people, and they invented lawn darts. I bet you no one really knew that. Uh, yes, Welsh people invented lawn darts, and they are eventually got banned. Why they got banned was because some of these Welsh people 
uh, start to, instead of standing at one end and throwing them towards the goal thing down there that was in the ground, many of them started to go down there by the goal to stand there. Now, we know that um, Welsh people aren't known for their athletic prowess, so they'd be throwing these things and greatly go off target and actually strike and hit and wound or uh, other Welsh people. And then some of the Welsh people even got a bright idea that they're going to try and catch them. So when you had a team of four or so people out there, half of their team would wander down to the other end and they would uh, get maimed or killed. And then the other half would have to go to jail for a manslaughter charge because they're the ones that threw these things. So that's why they eventually banned them. So with that being said, I have hoped you enjoyed this show. Sorry about what happened with the lawn darts, but you know, it is what it is. And we got to thank the Welsh people for that. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Be kind, be friendly, be nice.